Hello, traveler. Please, have a seat while I tell you the tale of the Prismatic Guard, starring Abby O'Neill as the combustible and often confused tiefling alchemist, Flint Therai, Jason Hops as the old veteran, Robarth Mirax, a dragonborn warlock with a mysterious patron, Jerry Evans as an affable historian, the halfling bard, Roscoe Suitfoot, and Ashley McLean as the carefree but determined Ottervoke samurai, Margot. Hosted by Eli Royal, join us on a tale of a world still recovering from a great war that changed everything. Hello, you're listening to We Play RPGs. I'm your host, Eli, joined by... Hi, I'm Abby. I play Flint Thry. I'm Jason, and I play Robarth Mirax. I am Jerry, and I play Roscoe Suitfoot. I'm Ashley. I play Margot. And this very special episode is brought to you by my insatiable hunger for blood and my sudden aversion to the sun. I don't think it's that sudden. <laughs> um... And my love for the full moon. Awoo. <laughs> Ooh, look oh, at this man. person. He likes the moon. <laughs> Stop mocking me, Moon. He started playing Jumanji here. Listen, what's important? Hit your eye. Hey, that hurt. Fuck that guy. That. <laughs> See, I, I imagine when an eel bites your thigh, that's amore. No, I, I genuinely imagine Jason turning into a werewolf, and instead of like howling, just going, "Awoo." <laughs> <laughs> he like he's like but not like you know dog soldiers werewolf more like teen wolf like original <laughs> michael fox teen wolf werewolf does that mean he's gonna go does um, that mean he's gonna be going surfing on a van because that would be awesome <laughs> i don't know about that but he's is somehow going to get very good at basketball despite the fact that neither michael j fox nor wolves are good at basketball <laughs> this is fair and but the you, fact that you, I'm terrible at basketball. But if you combine a wolf with Michael J. Fox, well, there's, well, they can. Oh, this is gonna be bad. They can still dribble. Oh, no. I, I tried to stop myself from saying it, but it was on the tip of my tongue, and I had to finish it. Yeah. Also, how blowjobs work. <laughs> so. <No>. Anyway, <laughs> we uh. <laughs> Let's get we, the we ended possible the, horror. Yeah, we ended the last session on a very wholesome note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to that wholeness. And now we're here. You guys made it to Nemgalore City. When you got to the castle, you were greeted by a red-headed dwarf named Sven Gunsberg, who turns out to be Rovarth's mentor from the Good war. Of course, I wrote his name as Goosebert. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Hey, that's fine. <laughs> so, we pick off. We start up <laughs> having with that that moment of you guys seeing them full on hugging each other, and Rovarth's actually kind of picked Sven up off the ground a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because Sven, is, you know, he's an average height for a dwarf. He's like five three. You're like a full like. More than a foot and a half tall. I'm like six nine. God. You're six seven. Yeah, some, I knew it was something like that. Yeah, no, you're you're a lot taller than him. You're almost a foot and a half taller than him. 
but he, you guys stop hugging and he goes, I can't tell you how great it is to see you. It's good to see you as well, my friend. I can't wait to hear about what kind of adventures you're getting into. When oh, I, uh... Mostly babysitting these ones. <laughs> <laughs> sit, sit down. I got some food coming in real quick. We got a few minutes before we got to meet up with the queen. I heard that you were going to be one of the adventurers coming to check out the cavern, so I went ahead and positioned myself as your liaison. Robert's just kind of like nodding, very sort of, I don't know how to describe it, but he's just like, he's just nodding. I imagine he's very, not quite hanging on every word, but he is being very attentive. Yes, that that's that's that's, that's how I imagine it. Margaret's gonna be like, oh, is that man. your dad's friend? Oh my god. <laughs> and no, then I am not their father. I am just their babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about you halfway through that war. Eh, cringe. <laughs> wait, wait. I need. I want to hear the story your, now. Uh, we can get into war now? stories later. Uh, Have I not told you about Sven yet? No. No. Huh. Oh well. Well, if you told him about me, you'd have to tell him about that time you first got out to the front and fell asleep homesick clutching a bag of flour. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't remember that. Well, it might have been after we got you drunk for the first time. But why? My name is Sven Goonsberg. I was Rovar's commanding officer during the war. A lot of our job involved rebuilding bridges and barracks during the war. Huh. Understood. Which is actually why when I came, came back to the city, I became a council member. You became a council I member mean, because it'd be a work on your yeah. work on construction? Well, the city's always expanding here and there. So they need someone who could lay things out. Yep. That makes quite a bit of sense, actually. Mm-hmm. Now, son, you ain't introduced me to your friends here yet. Oh, yes. Uh, sorry. This is, uh, Roscoe Sudfoot. Greetings, good sir. This is, uh, Margot. He shakes everybody's hands. And, and this is Flintlerai. Hello, sir. Despite the fact that he at least claims that he doesn't really work anymore, his hands are still rough. And he doesn't, he doesn't hurt your hands when he shakes them, but it's an incredibly firm grip. He goes, well, you know why you're here, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. fun, can you? Mm. Yes, good. We were talking about some caverns. Yeah, so, yeah. Bunch of, guys. uh, four all guys popping up here and there. And, you know, in the world we live in, I understand a lot of people would rather be safe than sorry. So I'm having uh, a hell of a time getting volunteers to come with me to look into it. Well, if there is anything down there, I assure you we'll take care of it. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Another council member, Linus Bull, he's the friend with your betting. Mm. And, you know, somebody comes in with, like, little snack cakes. Margot gets super excited. There's loud munching. Yeah. I imagine Margot just runs across the table and just starts shoving them in her mouth. That's what I was about to say. Margot, table manner, mine. I mean, I'm on the table. Well, as you're you're shoving them in your face and Sven reaches over to grab one and you growl at him and he growls back and then takes (laughs) one. 
he's like, oh, God, someone growled at me. <laughs> yeah, it does start his dominance. Clearly, uh, <laughs> he's a big boss here. Oscar just face comes and gets a snack cake. <laughs> Margo has um, instant respect for this person. After a but few minutes. It takes to get Margo's respect. <laughs> Growling. <laughs> Rawr. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know about respect, but there's some arousal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> How old is he? How old is Sven? Yeah. Uh, he's only like 100. Oh, okay. So he's only he's only twenty years older than me. Yeah. Roughly. No, he's he sh- he should have another two and a half centuries in him. Yeah, he's he's young for a dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. No, by dwarf standards, he joined the war when he was a when he was a child, because he was only thirty years old. Ooh. When he joined the war. Baby. Yeah. No. So he he fought in the war for probably thirty years. So half of his life thus far. Uh, a third of his life thus far. He spent a third of his life living at home, a third of his life at war, and a third of his life here. Ah, uh-huh, true. But, you know, before too long, a uh, an attendant comes in and, you know, says, uh, the queen is ready for you. And Sven goes, all right, well, time for business. And, it is um, good, sir. Roll. Everybody roll history. See what you know about current Nemgalore politics. Or don't, if you think that's something your character would never know anything about. You said history? I want to know even if he cared. I got a 14. 16 history. Flint got a 6. Margo got a 13. Okay. Um, Margo, you know that... Nemgalore doesn't have a monarchy, even though their leaders are called kings and queens. But basically, someone is elected. You know that the king or queen is elected when the previous one dies, and that's pretty much it. Rovarth, you know that the current queen is named Brunhilde Nussbaum, and she has been queen for the last 80 years or so. Roscoe, you know that she's been heavily criticized for being too progressive by the noble family standards, and there have been some rumors out of Nemgalore that she is in favor of opening elections for the king and queen for the king or queen position to the common folk. So it's not just the nobles who appoint the king or queen. Got it. Which is obviously a very unpopular idea. Yes, I can imagine. So, Sven, you know, walks with you guys to a much larger conference room. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, this conference table, and at the other end of the conference table from where you guys are is Queen Brunhilda. Uh, she is very impeccably dressed in very fashionable clothes. Her long brown hair fades to a bright sapphire blue as it goes down. Um, and it's in many tight braids that are then braided together. And she wears a crown of emeralds on her head. And several advisors sit around the table with her. She sounds gorgeous. I'm obsessed with her crown already. She's middle-aged for a dwarf. Um, obviously, she gets plenty of exercise and you know health benefits because she's the fucking queen. 
But like Roscoe, you know that she's about 250 years old. Okay. And Sven bows and he says in Dwarven, which I don't think any of you speak. I do. So, Roscoe, you know that he says, My lady, the adventurers sent from Thar have arrived. I don't believe most of them speak Dwarven, so it would be prudent to speak common. She stands up and nods towards you all and goes, Greetings, I'm Queen Brunhilde. Thank you for coming to our kingdom. Please have a seat so we can discuss the terms of your working for us. Before okay. I sit, I do, I, do, I do a bow because I saw that was the custom and say, thank you. I will do the same. Margaret's um, tiny, same. but she does the same thing. I'm so glad I've been the best behavior so far. We're trying. Uh, are there seats? Oh, yeah. Well, after she bows, she scampers up and sits on the chair. It's also fun because dwarves have a thing for high ceilings. So, you know, Rovarth has no trouble walking around. Mm-hmm. And dwarves are very wide and stout. So all of their chairs, even though they're kind of sized for dwarves, are big enough for everybody. And actually pretty big for Margo and Roscoe. I'm so happy. Yeah, so like Margo's head is sitting up above the table and she's just swinging her feet. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh god, I'm just a match. It's so cute. And she, she's clearly waiting for you guys to introduce yourselves. Yep. And I say, I am Roscoe Superfoot, historian. I am Rovarth Mirax, soldier. Um, I'm Margo. I'm <laughs> I, I... Shh, let her speak. Let him speak. Alchemist. I... He just kind of puts his hands on the table. God, I just imagine Margo just waved. I'm Margo. <laughs> Her hands don't go above the table, though. No, so her her head is sticking up above the table. So she can yeah, raise her hand. <laughs> She's like a little kid sitting in the big uh, an adult chair. A little kid that can murder people. Yeah, without a booster seat. <laughs> she nods towards you all and kind of smiles at Margot and goes, "Mr. Suitfoot, Madam Margot, would you like cushions?" Yes, that would be that would be most appreciative. Thank you. And all she does is look at the attendant standing by the door, and she nods and goes off to get cushions. And the queen goes, I'm sure Councilman Gunsberg has reiterated the purpose of your visit. Yes, he has. Now, where the caverns are, in themselves, are not safe. And with the discovery of Forog's eye carved into the walls. It is very difficult for me to find volunteers. He did stress that, yes. I think that there may be valuable historical artifacts. And obviously your Lord Betton agrees, which is why you are here. That would be correct. However, Specifically, you are here to discuss with us ownership of those artifacts and any miscellaneous treasure you happen to discover. Yes, it is, it is a topic that must be discussed. 
Now, our steadfast position is that Nemgalor owns any artifacts found. We are happy to lend them to Lord Betton's museum, but we will be the ones in sole ownership. And one of the advisors, and she kind of pauses long enough for one of the advisors to not interrupt her, and he says, However, of any treasure discovered in the caverns, we are willing to offer you to keep offer for you to keep ten percent. Of the non historical treasures. Yes. What? <laughs> Roscoe 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 just simply politely says, Ten percent seems like a rather low number for the people doing the exploring. Hmm. And they kinda mumble to each other a little bit, and the queen goes, Hmm. Make a persuasion check. Okay. I will assist. I will basically tell Roscoe to mention that we did stop Eryx's rising. So what does assisting do again? Just give me... You have advantage. Oh, so I can just put advantage. Okay, I basically yeah. suggest mentioning the fact that we did stop Eryx from rising from... So you guys are experienced adventurers and exactly. would normally charge more than 10%. Yeah. Let me get my advantage on because I need to redo stuff. 23. All right. Thank um, God for that advantage. You guys go back and forth a little bit, and, you know, at, at one point, Margot can't keep her mouth shut and says, I don't even get out of bed for less than 18%. <laughs> uh, and the queen. Yeah. <laughs> the queen <laughs> finally says, You all make a very good point. We are willing to offer you 30%. I feel like that's just... that's that's good. That's 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 like triple what they were doing originally. So okay, just to be clear, thirty okay. percent in loaning of the artifacts to Lord Bethan. Yes, we can further negotiate which artifacts will be returning with you after when you bring them back. Okay. It, that makes sense because we cannot renegotiate really on the artifacts until we know what they are. I looked at the other three and go thirty percent. I mean, Rovarth's school with it. Margot's uh, fine, but she's scowling a little bit. Feels, it's decent. Better be some shiny stuff in there. Thirty <laughs> percent, it is, since no one is flat out saying no. <laughs> Very well. And she looks at one of the advisors. You will work with Mister Sootfoot to get the paperwork properly made. And he nods. And the queen actually stands up from her chair. And says, Mr. Sootfoot, may I trade seats with you? If that is your request, yes. Well, basically what she's done is she's put you next to the people who are going to be writing up the paperwork and having you sign it. And okay. she is sitting next to your party members. Understood. She is. Mr. Mirax, Councilman yes. Goonsberg tells me that you were a veteran with the war for, with him. Yes, I was, in my youth. Hmm. And what brings you, I would have thought that perhaps after the war you were quite tired of action. Well, my specific role was that of a battle mage, and my magics come from, shall we say, an entity that wishes me to occasionally find things to collect for it. Ah, so you have a patron. Yes. And she looks at Margot and says, Would you, is it rude for me to ask what your role 
in your adventuring party is? I kill things. <laughs> she is more of a martial fighter than I am. She smiles at Margo and says, You mentioned shiny things. Are you less concerned with wealth than you are with their beauty? Yeah, I just like shiny stuff. Your crown is really pretty. I had one once and then a dragon took it. It was cursed. It was for the dragon. Ah. Uh, one would argue that my crown is cursed. But not the magical kind. Or no, certainly not the magical kind. And she kind of stares bemusedly at Margot for a moment. And then she takes her crown off and says, Would you like to wear it? <gasps> yes. And, and she runs over and starts noodle dancing next to her. Yeah, and she... <laughs> places it on your head. One of the advisors goes to say something, and the queen doesn't even look at her. The queen just raises her hand. Just holds her hand up. It does not fit you. Oh, it it kind of like, your head kind of falls through it. <laughs> I feel so and it's pretty. It's also a little heavy. <laughs> <laughs> She's still good at noodle dance. Yeah. You have big old puppy eyes. And, yeah, she's very bemused, and Roscoe, it takes... She just keeps talking to you all, asking questions and things like that. And it it takes like 45 minutes for the paperwork to be finalized. Gotcha. And by the time the paperwork's finalized, you finally look over and Margot is standing on the table, waving her sword around, telling some kind of story, and wearing the queen's crown as a necklace. Rovarth has just got his, <laughs> like, prophesied. Rovarth just has his eyes closed and is, like, gently pinched the bridge of his nose. He's, he's just rubbing his temples. Yeah. This is how official business is done. Uh, and, and Sven is just laughing. He's having a grand old time. But the queen finally says, well, Madame Margot, it seems as our time together has ended for now. Oh, here's your pretty crown back. Thank you. You're welcome. And she stands up and kind of nods at you all and says, Very well, you are excused. Margaret's going to run over to Rovar so he can pick her up off the table. Sure. <laughs> you just run over and grabby hands at him. Yes, that's what I was thinking, actually. She's not going to ask her up to you. While she waves goodbye to the queen. Oh, God. I really like her. <laughs> uh, trying to well, recenter myself. That whole scenario was completely <laughs> <coming> off. <laughs> well, so the paperwork is done. <laughs> yep. As you guys are going, you know, Sven goes, So, where have you been staying? Well, we... You mean in Thar? No, here. Oh. Uh, we have not been able to... Here, you go ahead. Wasn't it... Because we just got here, if I yeah, remember correctly. A... You guys did stay at an inn. The yeah, we stayed at an inn. Did we... Was it a name? The Barons. We stayed at the Barons, good sir. Ah, well, you're staying with me. Well, that ends that discussion, good sir. This is gonna be so cool. <laughs> you guys get your stuff, and you get to the house. Rovarth, you knew that Sven had a wife, 
but she has since passed. Oh. There was a, a sickness that went through the city a few years ago. But when you all arrive at the house, you do meet Sven's 13-year-old daughter, Hilda. Mm. She has a short braid of bright red hair and a very stern look on her face. You know, it's dinner time. Sven cooks, and he makes Robarth help him. Yep. He... You will also meet, over dinner, you guys also meet Sven's brother, Earhart, who lost his wet, lost his leg during the war. And give him a robot leg? I mean, he has a metal prosthetic, but it's not really robot. They don't really have that technology just yet. No mechanists, eh? Well, they have mechanists, but not really mechanists that can combine mechanisms with organic. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he walks just fine. It's It's got a pretty good joint mechanism to it, but... But we got a nice group affair going on here, in other words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sven is telling all kinds of war stories. Yeah. Rovarth is... Chipping in. Yeah. Every now and again. You're also getting upset because a lot of the stories he's telling are very embarrassing. Oh, yes. Um, What probably makes it worse is I'm not even trying to embarrass Rovar, but I'm asking for specific details and information on certain things. Yeah, like, I mean, because Rovar was sent to a nun when he was, like, 15. Yeah. Flint, Sven is pretty interested in... He, He doesn't say it outright, but he is very interested in whatever your weird father-son relationship with Rovarth is? Uh, I don't, um, I mean, it, it just kind of happens. Like, let's be honest, I'm kind of a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't get too upset about it. Rovarth was too when I first met him. In what ways was Rovarth a disaster? Well, for one thing, he didn't even know how to boil water properly. Oh, man. Out of respect, Roscoe takes a sip of drink so he doesn't laugh. (laughs) And Sven's daughter, Hilda, is just asking you all these questions about your adventures. And she's like, you know. So what what was the first thing you guys did as a group? Uh, Uh, What was that? I want to keep on wanting to call it a fortress. It wasn't a fortress. It was a castle. There was the thing at Castle Gorick. We fought a dragon. That was the first uh, thing we did. We had to group. find sure, stuff I'll, there. I'll, y'all fought a dragon? Well, it was a young dragon, but it was a dragon. He stole my tiara. Yes. No, 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 no. You weren't here yet. Oh. Yeah, that's a different dragon. <laughs> no, this was a. This was a. Hold on, dragon. y'all have met two dragons. We've met three dragons. What? Oh, what? What was the first dragon? There was a, a relatively young white dragon that had a, a cult of kobolds around it that had taken over uh, some sort of stone structure who one of our former companions, Yigris, uh, dealt with. The second dragon was a onyx dragon. Actually, we have her name. I think that was Zilong. Yeah, it was Zilong. But she invited us for tea. That was nice. She made some sort of stone city as art. Very talented, very talented woman. And the third dragon we met briefly along the road, if you want to tell that story, Margo. Her name was Zura Alhoda. She took my tiara. So ends the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, 
We politely asked her to move, and she took the tiara as payment. Well, that was nice of her, I I guess. Was she big? She was very big. She was one of the biggest. I thought she, she was very big. And well-spoken. Dad, I'm gonna be an adventurer. Mm. And Sven kind of looks at her for a second and goes, We'll talk about it when you're older. And Earhart kind of chimes in and he goes, I'm fully confident that all of you are very experienced and accomplished adventurers. However, I do worry that those caverns may just not, not be worth investigating. You know, if somebody was willing to actually carve Forog's eye into something, we don't know why it was closed off in the first place. And Sven kind of leans back in his chair and sighs and goes, not this again. And Earhart goes, well, hear me out, all right? I know you keep wanting to relive your glory days. I don't want to relive my glory days. I just think we should go and look at it. And they just start kind of yelling at each other a little bit. It's like that that heated discussion where they don't want to start yelling at each other, but they're clearly about to start yelling at each other. Right. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> Margo, no. no. Margo, no. <laughs> Let's calm down. If we have disagreements, Let's fine. Just puts, puts this is supposed to be a good evening. Let's try to be reasonable men. On her paw and just goes, no. Yeah. Earhart goes, you're right. You're right, Mr. Soupfoot. Here, let's all have a little bit more whiskey. Uh... <laughs> Roscoe just <laughs> stares at Margo. <laughs> you know what happened the last time she got drunk. <laughs> oh, I just um, I just mouthed the word moderation at her. I set everything free. And help those animals. Yeah, Sven starts laughing and you know asks you to tell him that story. And as everything's going on, I want everybody to make uh, Constitution saves real quick. I don't want to be saved. No, just kidding. <laughs> I want to be saved. No, oh. that sounded way too. That sounded way too churchy. Oh, no. take me to church. I, I worship idea. like a dog at the shrine of your life. Other no. other words and something knife. <laughs> I don't need say. I don't need say. Oh boy. Oh. All right. Oh, what did uh? What did Margot get? Oh. A four. <laughs> um, I got a five. What did Flint get? Flint got a ten. Uh, well, the three of you are a little drunk. I think the four of us might be drunk. Oh man! I think Rovarth just rolled a three. Yeah, Rovarth is also a little drunk. And actually, you know what? Let's see how Sven is doing. Fair is fair. <laughs> He's fine. What? He got a yeah, 19. Goonsberg is fine. Yeah. Oh. Let's see how Earhart is doing. Earhart is also doing fine. So they're just having a merry old time. <laughs> Gosh. So we are drunk as all messed up. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, you guys aren't like sloppy drunk because they're not going to let you get sloppy drunk, but... You're definitely having a good time, and Margot yeah. and Flint are getting loud. Has Margot I mean, pulled her sword out yet? I'm sure you have. <laughs> and when you say Margot and Flint's oh, gotten man. loud, it, so yeah, you're saying normal volume. So like, yeah. Okay, maybe we should get the children, cut the children off. Just yeah. a little bit more. Put Margot the children. Rambling, mumbling loud. 
Yeah. Instead of noodle ah. dancing, instead of noodle dancing, she's kind of like acting like she's in an earthquake, stumbling around. <laughs> she's noodle dancing up against the wall because she has to use it to keep from falling down. I have fallen <laughs> <Yeah>. asleep. <laughs> hey! Oh, hey! You're back. That yeah, is, uh... I got I got you back now too. Anyway, yeah, I I, I get I I get drunk enough that I just. Yeah, you guys are talking and talking, and Rovarth's just kind of slumped in his chair. Margo goes over and pokes, pokes him with her sword. Are you asleep? No, he's not asleep. Margo, he's just aggressively being quiet. Asleep. This one's embarrassing when he gets drunk. <laughs> I start to notice because last few times he's I, gotten in trouble. I'm, I'm drunkenly explaining my favorite drunk moments in history. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, the great, the great slumber of whatever age. Where everybody just fell on top of everyone, three smothering death. Tragic, but one hell of a night. <laughs> yeah. Before you know, it's you guys are up way beyond the point in which Sven sends Hilda to bed. I love the anachronism of everybody's names being like Brunhilda, Hilda, Sven, Erhard, and they all talk like this. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that threw me off a little bit. <laughs> Well, it's because Dwarven, in in my world, is based off of German. So everybody's name is kind of Germanic in root. But for whatever reason, I decided when they learn common, it has more of like a an American accent. Because common is more like British English. Hey. It's all nuts. <laughs> I mean, nothing makes sense. In the morning, you guys... Have a hearty breakfast. Yes. Bacon? I mean, there's tons of food. It's definitely meat. Bratwurst. Okay. It is not, however, pork. Aww. Aww. Uh, no, they, they, they don't use traditional pack animals and farm animals. This is their equivalent of beef, which is mole. Like actual moles? You yeah. get some of that mole sausage. <laughs> Yep. That's mole, 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 mole. <laughs> ah, mole. Well, bacon. it's important to remember that in this part of the world, the the moles get to be like the size of ponies. Exactly. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, mole uh, biscuits. Uh, Margo so- just grabs one of everything and just starts eating. Yeah, and you know the morning continues, and as you guys are getting ready. You notice that Sven is wearing plate mail armor and has a hammer and shield and is getting ready with you. I had assumed that was a thing. Yeah. Jason, you... Actually, Sven's character sheet should be in your journal. I know, I saw that earlier. Yes. So, you are going to be controlling Sven? Oh, no! The the battle master fighter? Okay. Yeah, so... That's why I saw things. <laughs> yep. Because I was curious as to what he was, and I could look at it, and that made me very... Uh, okay, I'll have to figure out how this works. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're the ones that have the, the die that you roll, right? To, like, do yeah. numbers? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, sometimes they roll a die, sometimes they spend a die, and it's all kind of... Alright. I will do what I can, but I might have questions. Well, I mean, for the most part, he functions like a regular old fighter, sword and shield fighter. He has the protection fighting style. 
So, oh lord, yes he does. Yeah, I didn't see that until now. Yeah, um, and the maneuvers that he has are all distracting strike, parry, sweeping attack. Yeah, you know, you click on them, it'll tell you what they do. He don't have no okay. spells. Okay. Alright. Well, it's about four days travel on the road to get to the caverns. Oh, hey, Ashley, what god does Margo worship again? Was it the <laughs> god of thieves? Who was the other one? Uh, Ephion was the god of thieves. And Emir, Ephion? Yeah, it was Ephion. I do remember that name. Okay. I just wanted to double check that I remembered correctly. It may or may not be important. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to move us to the proper map in case you guys encounter any encounters. Giant badgers. Yeah. With giant mushrooms. They are dragging... They are pulling a cart. Giant badgers. Uh, (gasps) Yes. They're the ones pulling the cart. (laughs) Actually, um, everything is dark for me because there's no light. Yes, hold on. Okay, that's duh, duh. Yeah. I forget. You really want to ride one? Is that better? Yes. Cool. Badgers. Yeah. I love how Margo's icon looks so happy about <laughs> Her icon looks so happy about everything. I know, it's yep. adorable. Uh, Alright. Well, I need to make some rolls here. Oh. Well, look at that. That doesn't sound promising. Well, you guys are going to have a thing. Mm. Don't, don't worry about it. He's got to roll that. a die. Ooh. Bro, you are going to use my line against me. So. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what happens is you guys are moving along. And what is Sven's passive perception? His passive perception is 15. All right. What you all see. It's uh, black and white pencil art. Yes, because I did not have time. <laughs> Actually, everyone. Well, Flint and Roscoe won't be able to, but everybody can see what appears to be a very small... Well, Rovarth, you immediately recognize it as a small onyx dragon. Oh, okay. Obviously a wormling. And Margot, oh. you see... You know what? I'm going to create a little handout for everybody. Sing the song of your people. Why don't you tell me what to do? I'll tell you what to do all day. Oh, alright. All day! But not uh, at night, because that's after hours. Yeah, that's after. I mean, it's true. It's true. Alright, that's taking too long. I'm not doing that. It is a very an incredibly stout it's like it's a little bit bigger than the giant badgers that are pulling your cart but it is so much stouter than they are 
and it has this big head and these soft ridges rolling along its body. And you also notice that it's like a, it's not quite full on black scales like Rovarth you saw in the adult or the young Onyx dragon that you met. Mm -hmm. They're a little bit duller. And what is what is Margot's insight and what is Sven's insight? Because I know that Rovarth's is not high. No, Sven's is five. Okay. What was it again? I'm sorry. Insight. It's a skill. A three. Okay, so Sven can tell that it seem it can see you guys because Roscoe needs a torch. And it looks scared. I just want to hug it. Well, Rovarth can't do anything because he can't see it. I guess I the can't question see is, it either. Oh, Margo can't see it. Oh, I mean, it didn't sound like it. No, right? you guys can like if you can physically see it, you can see it. Oh, okay, yeah, I see it. Yeah, so you you know it's scared. So what would Margo do? Well, Margo doesn't know. Sven oh. can tell. Oh well, Sven is going to. Uh, does he have crap? He doesn't. Well, he has a reasonable enough wisdom score. So what Sven is going to do is slowly approach it out there. And then I'm going to have him make an animal handling check. Persuasion. Or a persuasion check. Because, yeah, it's a dragon, so it's got yep. smarts. I only got an 11. Well, it gets spooked. Okay. So everybody needs to roll initiative. Okay. Good old initiative. And, oh, I forgot to do the thing again. Hang on. So Rovarth got a, oh. a 14 and Sven has a 17. All right. For our viewers. Yep, yep and I have a 17. Got a 22. I got a 6. And the <sighs> Wormling got a, got a 15. So... Flint, you're up first. I'm gonna go right here. Honestly, I really don't think fire is the answer here. I just don't. Okay. It's so smart. Can I try to persuade it? Like, oh no, 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 we're friendly. Sure. Okay, yay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Twenty. Oh. So you're being very placating in your motions, and, you know, Sven hasn't drawn his weapons yet, so you're not really sure just yet. Make a free insight check for me. Oh, man. Insight, insight. Can I have to say how good of a thing 19? that none of us are a dragon slayer? <laughs> 19? You don't think it can understand you. Like, you, you don't think it understands common. Guys, I don't think it understands common. And it is now Roscoe's turn. Does Roscoe speak dragon? It doesn't understand common. I don't think it's in. I can see it yet. Can you physically see it? There it is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that is an amazing drawing. Yep. So, I, so I've heard two people try to calm something down. Well, and you also heard Flint say that Flint doesn't think it can understand common. Or they can understand common. 
Well, we live in a dwarfish area, so let me try dwarfish. Well, it's also a dragon. Yeah, true. Just because of this other thing common, can I try to make hand motions? To well, do, do, doesn't Roscoe speak draconic? I don't think so. I thought no, he I speak did. Common, dwarfish, elvish, and halfling. Oh, I thought you spoke draconic. Nope. Huh. All right. Yeah, I mean, you can continue to try and calm it down. 19. All right. Well, you'll have to... Again, it, it still doesn't seem to understand you. Right. You'll have to uh, wait until it's turn to know Right. what's going on. Sven. So here's my question. Hmm. He likes breaking things. He's like, I know what Rovarth would do, but I don't know what Sven would do. I would say, clearly, Roscoe is trying to... Everyone's clearly trying to... Flint and Roscoe both seem to be trying to calm it down. And Flint said that, you know, I don't think it understand. I don't think they understand common. And I'm fairly certain he can't speak dragon. So he's going to just hold the defensive action. Actually, you know what? Because he's not doing anything, technically, he can take the dodge as a full action. Yes. Which is what he will do. Alright. The dragon yells out in Draconic, Stay away. This is my cave. Rovarth, you're the only one that speaks Draconic, so go ahead and make a quick insight check for me. He's horrible at this. I got an eight. Alright. It moves back a little bit. And actually, Roscoe and Sven make insight checks. Sven got an eight as well. (laughs) Rovarth rolled a nine and Sven rolled a five. Well, Rovarth, it's your turn. Make a arcana check for me. See what you know about dragons. <sighs> oh man, that's three horrible rolls in a row. That's nine. Oh boy, we're, we're gonna oh, kill no. the dragon. No. Oh, Roscoe, can you make your insight check for me? Oh, absolutely. Sorry about that. You're fine. And also make an Arcana check for me. Okay, so insight and then Arcana. Yeah. Cool. Here comes insight. That's eleven. With an eleven insight, even with an eleven insight, it's terrified. Okay, now you said Arcana. Mm-hmm. Sixteen. Okay. You know that it's pretty rare for wormlings, because like a, you know that this dragon can't be more than 10 or 15 years old. Okay. It is a baby by dragon standards. And it's also kind of small for an onyx dragon. Its mother should be here. There's... Should be here. Should be here. You, by your knowledge, an onyx dragon this small should still be in the nest. Okay. And I'm sorry, Rovarth. 
it is your turn. Uh, Roscoe has not yet had the chance to share this information. Okay. Robert's going to stay where he is, and he's just going to say, since he heard what the dragon said, Everyone, take a step back. And I will say in Draconic, Greetings, little one. We wish no harm to you just to pass on through. Will you let us? Make a persuasion check. Like, try and get my, my gentlest voice that I possibly can. <laughs> Dice don't fail me now. They failed me now. Ten. <laughs> oh, oh my. Oh, buddy. Oh, man, woman that speaks language and you're, you're, you're showing up. All right. Anything else you'd like to do? Uh, let me see if I have a thing. I don't think I do, but I'll look. I don't. Not not that I can think of, at least. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. All right. Margo, everybody seems to be talking at it, and nobody seems to be fighting. Can I do... Is animal handling a thing that I can do, or...? It is, but it doesn't work on sapient creatures. Okay. So, persuasion. Um, yeah. Dragons okay. aren't animals. Okay. All right, I'm going to do persuasion, then. All right. You're also not sure that it can see you. Oh, I need to move. Hang on. Yeah. Move like there? Is that cool? Move where? Yeah, you can move there. Okay. She got a 12, though. Okay, well, what are you trying to do? What's your goal? It's so little. I just want to protect it. <laughs> you just want to try and let it have... Try to persuade it to let you get closer? Yes. Okay. Then it is now Flint's turn. I'm just gonna try to persuade it. I just also I really wish Flint could speak Draconic right now. I mean, you could always just wait for Rovarth to do something. Actually, you know what? That's a better idea. Like you don't have to actually take your turn. You can just punt yeah, I'm just it. Just gonna wait for Rovarth. All right. Then it is Roscoe's turn. I'm gonna speak. I'm going to speak very calmly to the group so I don't become excited, and I say, it's very young. It should still be in the nest with its mother, but it's not. That is concerning. Now that I said that, um, what am I going to do? You don't Give have to do... Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do anything else. Yeah, I'm not um... going to do anything... I mean, you could inspire Rovarth, and then when he makes another persuasion check, he's got that persuasion die. Yeah, I will give Rovarth Bardic Inspiration. And that will be my turn. Alright. Sven, who does like fighting, but only likes fighting things that, you know, want to fight. <laughs> and, and also, clearly, now that he knows, he's going to take a couple steps back. And Rovarth's going to take a couple steps forward. Well, it's not Rovarth's turn yet. Oh, uh, well, when it is Rovarth's turn, he'll take a couple steps forward. <laughs> right, is moving back all that Sven does? Yeah. Okay. The dragon stays where it is. It just kind of moves right here. Like, it's just kind of pacing back and forth. And that's, that's all it's going to do, because it's not really sure what's going on. 
because it can't understand you. Now it's Rovarth's turn. Now Rovarth's going to take a couple steps forward so it can see him. And he's going to get down onto one knee, just kind of like in the sort of like... So he's not standing super tall. Yeah. And what die is your inspiration now? Should be a D8. D8, okay. So I'm going to use it right now, because dice have been betraying me. So I'll add a plus four, whatever I roll here. And I once again attempt to persuade it. Thank God. Be a 13 total with the inspiration. And I will say, as I said, we simply wish to pass through. We wish you no harm. I'm going to give you advantage on that because everybody else has been very calming. Okay, so I'll roll that again. Cool, so it's actually 18. Okay. There we go. Yeah, it calms down. And it will move a little bit closer so that it can kind of communicate better. Margo, because I know your passive perception is 16. It's very thin. No. So, basically... Um, and we're not in combat anymore, because unless you guys are going to attack it, it's not going to attack you. No. <laughs> I plan to work close to work perfectly. We have, we have turned into Aww. the bad guys in this story. <laughs> so basically, my character's going to be like, Oh, sweet baby, you're you're so tiny. We need to give you food. <laughs> Relatively speaking. <laughs> I mean, oh god, I just imagine. I mean, it's still like four feet tall at the shoulder. I feel like she would sca- she would scamper back to the cart and be like, "We need to give it food." Them. Them food. <laughs> Roverth, I'm assuming that you're kind of translating what everybody's saying. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely doing that. Yeah, Roscoe, you also know that. Usually dragons this young only speak Draconic. Like, they haven't learned right. any other languages yet. So we've got to figure out a way to communicate with it then. Raise my hand. <laughs> yes. Me. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Margo brings them food, they'll eat it. Yeah, I'll I'll explain that we're going to give you some food. Alright. I'm just going to assume that I translate everything so it's not double. Yeah. So thin and so young to be away from its mother right now of its nest. So, are you guys... Because, I mean, it just gobbles up right. any food you give it. Right. They just gobble up any food you give them. Yep, don't, don't, don't overfeed them. Don't, they'll get... Possibly get sick. I mean, that's fair. Eventually, the dragon says, My name is Amir. My name is Rovar. Nice to meet you. And it's willing to move a little bit closer. I want to pet it so bad. Can I pet it? Will it let me? Make a a persuasion check. You're not really asking, you're just kind of Feeling it out. Yeah. I got a 14. Okay. You reach over and you just pat its shoulder a little bit and stroke along its back and it kind of leans into you a little bit. 
It's so cute. I love him. I love them. They're so pretty. And Rovarth, again, you're familiar with non-binary or er, uh, identifying gender with non-secondary sexual characteristics. You're fairly certain that this wormling is a boy. I will inform the party. Very well. Ask him politely what has happened because to find him in such a condition just to have found him in a condition that he should not be in. I I will ask. He gets, he stops eating for a moment and he says there was uh, another dragon and he and my mother fought and there was a cave-in and the other dragon left and my mother was trapped and then eventually she stopped talking so i had to go find food oh i hate you you're making me cry <laughs> see i have That's no real cool. long term suggestions because the only suggestion i have is a foolish one well would I mean I know that Margot and Flint would say the foolish one? <laughs> what are we? What are we talking about? Okay, fine. I will. I will. I will ask Roscoe because Rovarth is not very wise. If she thinks it would be a good idea to direct this one to the other Onyx Dragon we know of, Roscoe thinks that Roscoe's. You think they? Do you think they're in condition to make it? That's why I'm asking, because I know that's a far distance. You can make a perception check first. Okay. Because that's the idea that popped into my head. Well, there's also the question of whether or not that Onyx Dragon would even take them in. Exactly. Yeah. Why don't we keep it with us? It's been through a lot. Him. 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 He knows boy. He's been through... Yeah, he's been through a lot. Well, perception's 21. A, this dragon is very young. And this deep under the mountain is not a safe place to be. And it's also clearly has not eaten in a few days. Roscoe looks at Rovarth and goes, there's a, there's a lot of questions that I can't answer if we went that route. There's no guarantee the other dragon will take him in. We found what? him. What if we take him with us? Well, Sven is a father. And there is what an abandoned child. Sven. Oh my god. So, no, so, okay, so, so Rovarth's like, what if we take him with us? But then Sven's like, Rovarth, why don't we just take him with me? I can adopt him. Don't know why I went with that accent, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Roscoe looks and goes, Roscoe's if you are willing to do that, because quite frankly, it would be wrong in... Well, Sven goes... To leave, leave them yeah, behind. Sven's like, well, he can stay with me until he's big enough to go on his own, in which case he'll be too big to stay with me anyway. Yeah. Rovarf, can you please communicate? Yep, I'm, I'm doing it. It has been done. Alright. Amir seems to be okay with that idea. And that's actually where we're going to 
end of this episode. All so, right. plug thou pluggables. Not today, I'm not feeling it. Maybe next episode? Okay, well, I guess, I guess I'll guess i start then. I have a YouTube channel that has been renamed to something a bit more unique. It's called Aerosol Prime. I play various RPG-related Let's Plays and characters and stuff. And I did do a playthrough of Skyrim very briefly before the bugs got to me, where I did play as Rovarth, so that that should be going up either has or should be soon. And that's all for that. As per usual, you can find me on Twitter at Jerry Jerry Quite Contrary. Jerry is underscore Jer. And there I post a lot about pro wrestling. I post animal pictures like possums, raccoons, and bodega cats. It's fantastic. And then on Instagram, that's where I'm Jerry Jerry Quite Contrary. Jerry spelled J-E-R-I. I post pictures of me in costume, dressed up, cute animals, food. Maybe it's also, maybe I should eventually put Bodega Cats up on there as well, because who doesn't love those? All right, that's it. I'm Ashley. I'm on Instagram as ashleym.scba. That will hopefully change soon. And I'm also on TikTok. It's ashleymcqueen15. That will also change soon. But I post a lot of like cosplay stuff and like pro- like progression of po- the projects, and then also like stuff from at- from the cons. And I have been your host, Eli Royal. If you believe in life after love, you can find me on all social media at Royal Artisan Props. R O Y A L L. Bye. Fare thee well. Bye. Thank you for listening to this part of our tale, Traveler. Please, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine pods are cast. You can find us online at WePlayRPGs.com, on Facebook and Twitter at WePlayRPGs, and on Patreon at WePlayRPGs Podcast. Your patronage is what keeps this podcast alive.